Jesse. I can hear the beep of the life support and the soft rhythm of its pumps from somewhere behind me. Only a visit from Jesse can make them go away. I hope she comes back like she promised. She came to see me earlier tonight. If I close my eyes, I can smell her perfume and still feel her warmth from when she snuggled up next to me. Her delicate body seemed made to fit mine, the better half of an incomplete puzzle. Her soft smile, silken blonde hair, and startling blue eyes fill my every conscious thought while the melody of her laughter dances through my mind. We've shared an infinity of tender moments, yet each one slips away like water through my fingers. Never have I known another human being so capable of stirring feelings from places inside of me I didn't know existed. I don't know what I'd do if you left me, she whispered. You're the only man who means anything to me. The look in her eyes conveyed the message better than the words ever could. Come on, I teased. You have guys stashed all over the place. I'm going to get you a big stick to keep the competition away. She blushed in that sweet way of hers. They'll be wasting their time. You're the only one I want. She threw her arms around my neck and kissed me. Now that she's gone, it's only a matter of time before the nightmares will rush in to fill the vacancy. They get worse every time she leaves. The only thing that keeps me going is the knowledge that she'll be back. She's always had that effect on me, ever since the first time we met. My buddy Derek threw a party one night. Nothing special. It started out as your typical run-of-the-mill frat party. Joe Satriani blasting through the speakers, knocking down the walls with his atomic-powered guitar licks, cold beers and crowded rooms, punctuated by clandestine trips out back to smoke pot with Derek. A comfortable buzz grew in the back of my brain. Derek was going on with the weird story about cannibalism in the mountains when I first saw her. My heart jerked as if someone yanked on a string, and the music seemed to stop, then fade, like in the movies, only this was real. She didn't fit in with the crowd who usually hung around Derek. She struck me as being too pure. She had that wholesome, fresh scrub look. When her blue eyes caught mine, we connected, and my mind cleared as if a fresh breeze had blown into the room. A moment later, the music came roaring back full blast. She blushed and turned away. I left Derek in mid-sentence. You a friend of Derek's? I asked when I caught up to her. More of a friend of a friend. I've only been in town for a week. My girlfriend Lynn made me come. She thought it'd be a good idea for me to get out and meet people. She looked around the room and shook her head. But I don't think this is my kind of crowd. Somehow I knew that. If you're new in town, I'd be more than happy to show you around. She looked past me as if searching for help. Well, uh, um, thank you very much. It's very nice, but I don't even know you. Ken, I stuck out my hand. Ken Reith. Now you know me. She looked at me wide-eyed, then turned away and giggled. I knew I'd broken the ice. We spent the whole night together, oblivious to the goings-on around us. When the party broke up, I went home alone, but I had Lynn's number tucked into my wallet. It took six phone calls and two dozen roses before she'd go out with me, and even then, she wouldn't come without Lynn. 
The three of us went on five or six dates before Jessie would go out with me by herself. She still kids me about it. My life changed after meeting her. For the better. Nights out with Jessie were movies, plays, and quiet, candlelit dinners. Days were reduced to insignificant spaces of my life that got in between the time I spent with her. I kept a steady job. Except for an occasional night out with the boys, I didn't do much drinking or partying. I'd take a quiet night, snuggled up in front of the television with Jessie, any time. No, she isn't perfect. She has moments of selfishness, and sometimes she pouts if she doesn't get her way. But if things get rough, she's there. The realization of how much she meant to me hit full force when I woke up alone one morning. Jessie, I said when I picked her up at night, I want to be together forever. Marry me. She hugged me tight. Oh, Ken, do you think we're ready? As far as I'm concerned, we don't have a choice. I can't stand being away from you. Oh, Ken, tears welled in those beautiful blue eyes. I don't know what to say. Say yes. She took my hands in hers and rubbed them on her cheek, then kissed them. Together forever? She whispered. You mean it? Damn it, Jessie, say yes. Yes. I picked her up and spun her around. Let's celebrate. We'll have dinner in... What? I promised Lynn we would stop by. She's having a get-together. Tell her we can't make it. I promised, Ken. She's counting on us. I can't go back on my word. She folded her arms, and I knew she meant business. Oh, what the hell. We can at least have dinner alone. We'll have dinner, and then we'll go to Lynn's. We celebrated our favorite Italian restaurant in a romantic atmosphere, good food, and superb wine. I felt a warm glow when we left and almost succeeded in talking Jessie out of going to Lynn's in favor of spending the evening alone, but she made a promise and wouldn't give in. As it turned out, we had a great time. When Lynn found out about our engagement, she hugged Jessie, kissed me, and made a big deal out of telling everybody. Drink and conversation flowed easily, and the warmth that had begun at the restaurant increased. We ended up staying late and were among the last to leave. A mile down the road, I swerved out of the way of oncoming headlights and flipped over an embankment in a tumble of broken glass, twisted metal, and desperate cries. The last thing I remember is the sound of Jessie's screams. The memory still cuts through my mind, like the shard of glass that punctured my lung. If only I could have done things different. If we hadn't gone to the party. If we'd gone home. If only... The physical agony of my broken bones and shattered face do not make me suffer enough. The drugs rob me of pain. The anguish of facing what's left of life alone is more than I can bear. The thought of losing her is worse than dying. If Jessie's screams are the aria of an unholy opera, the sadness I feel only adds to the symphony of horror playing nightly in my mind. Each night, she comes to me at the point when it's most unbearable and whispers that she'll never leave me. The tickle of her breath in my ear sends a maddening chill dancing down my spine. The infernal beeps and maddening rhythm of the life support grows stronger behind me. I long to silence it and the hell that rages through my tortured brain. 
I'm sure I'm strong enough to crawl out of bed. Strong enough to pull the plug. Jessie says she'll come back again tonight when everything's quiet. When she does, I'm going to do it. I know it's what she wants. I pray that when we're together again, she'll forgive me for getting behind the wheel drunk.